Welcome to the Spirituality What? podcast, where we explore the mysteries, joys, and challenges of being spiritual beings navigating our unpredictable human experience we call life here on planet Earth. I'm your friendly guide, Rebecca, ready to jump into our adventure of the day. Hello and happy Wednesday, Spirituality What? podcast followers. I'm really excited today to speak with my friend, Kanda, good friend of mine. We met a couple of years ago, actually, in a spiritual group that we both found on Meetup. Um, also, this podcast is not sponsored by Meetup, but it is a fabulous place to find things related to spirituality, at least where I live. And we're going to talk today a little bit about feminism and spirituality and what feminism is. What are the different types of feminism, both locally here in the U.S. and also kind of globally? What it was like for Kanda to grow up with parents with different beliefs and her spiritual discovery and her path to being connected more to her spiritual being and how feminism and spirituality are really related and how all of that is related to source. Welcome everybody to the podcast today. I am here this evening in my cozy little space with Kanda and we're really excited to talk a little bit about spirituality and feminism and learn a little bit more about Kanda as well. So I'm going to actually start before you introduce yourself with the question that I'm going to be asking everybody on this podcast and if you didn't hear the first episode, I asked myself this question as well. What does spirituality mean to you? I guess it could be said that spirituality means everything. I mean, if you think about it, it's part an intrinsic part of who we are. We have physicality, which is our bodies. We have intelligence, which is our minds. We have emotions, which is, I mean, I guess our heart or whatever, not our heart. You know what I mean. And then we have spirituality, which is our, I like to think is our being of who we actually are, our consciousness. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And that fits perfectly with what we're talking about in this podcast, which is the spiritual beings in these human forms, in these human suits, in these human bodies. So we're excited today to talk about feminism and spirituality. But first, if you could just give a little bit of background about yourself, um, both in the context of spirituality and feminism, sort of what got you into feminism? What, what does that even mean? And spirituality, what does that mean to you in your actual life? And then kind of we'll get to how those two things relate. Okay. So beginning with feminism, I think it would be helpful first to define make, define some terms. First of all, um, we can define, you know, uh, feminism as the movement to free women from the oppression that they faced under patriarchy. Okay. Patriarchy, which is, you know, the system that benefits mostly men absolutely it doesn't benefit all men but it benefits mostly men at the top i mean all men benefit to an extent from patriarchy but it's mostly the men at the top that benefit the most men that are not at the top would actually benefit from the deconstruction of patriarchy but that's a whole different conversation got it got it okay um i myself am an anarcho-feminist that means that i believe that the root of women's oppression is based in cultural and um, economic and political systems. 
So not only do we have a culture that is hostile towards women, we also have law systems, economic systems that are completely hostile towards women as well. And so when you when you talk about economic systems, you mean things like the gender pay gap? Yeah. Yeah, that would Just be one example. Inherent, you know, intrinsic paying of women less for sort of the same. That would absolutely okay. be one example. Also, um, the unpaid labor of housework. That is something. Oh, domestic, else we, yeah, the domestic yeah, labor. Absolutely, yep, yep. Yep. it is astounding the amount of money that women would be owed for housework. Alone. Oh my god, totally. I did some research at work for a diversity, equity, and inclusion bit about. Um, pay time off and benefits and there was a ton of information available online about what women do behind the scenes yeah we i mean that's actually one of the books that i wanted to bring up was who cooked the last supper that's our cool we'll put that in the notes i can't remember the author offhand but if you search you know you can search the title it asks the question like okay so all these men are doing these wonderful things who's taking care of the men Who's cooking their food? Who's taking care of them? Who's making their clothes? Yada, yada, yada. You know, it's all this. Nobody thinks about the logistics of this stuff. And it's women who are the backbone of almost every movement. And do we ever get credit? No, we don't. Yeah. Because men are the ones at the top. They're the ones that want the accolades. They're the ones that want the glory. And while we're just supposed to be gazing up at them rapturously, while they spew and speak, you know, words of wisdom and throw pearls of wisdom at us. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that works mm -hmm. because if it did, we wouldn't be where we are right now. So I have two questions on that then. What other types of feminism are there if, if you classify yourself as an anarcho-feminist? There is liberal feminism, which mm. believes that uh, in order to free women from oppression, all we need to do is change laws. Oh, okay. Which it. I have so a little bit more focused. Yeah, okay. which I, I, I whole, like I said, a whole other discussion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, then there's radical feminism, which I actually do have some, I do agree more with radical feminists more so than the liberal feminists because they agree that women's oppression is based in cultural, like patriarchy, okay. cultural norms. Yeah. So, and I do agree with that. Yeah. I don't agree with everything they say, but I do agree with that. Okay. Um, then there is Marxist feminism. Okay. which believes that women's oppression is based in class-based struggles, which also I do agree with. But the problem with Marxist feminism is in their naivete, they believe that once the class struggles are solved, then everything goes away. Exactly. It's, it's, that's it. That's the only cause. It's a singular thing. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But with my particular brand of feminism, not only do we believe both like with the rad femmes and with the Marxist femmes, but we also take uh, race in the, into account. We take like, it, these are all, it's more intersectional. Yeah, it's multi-pronged for Exactly, sure. because I mean, my oppression is not gonna be the same as a black woman's oppression. It's not gonna be the same as an Indian woman's oppression. And it's not gonna be the same in every country too. Absolutely. Which is, you know, I actually would like to bring up this point when people say, you know, white man do this, white man do that. They do over here, but do they do, do they in India? Do they in China? Where totally. misogyny is absolutely rampant. Absolutely. Men of color are just as guilty of misogyny as white men. And that is something that, you know, we, we need to start pointing out more. Because we are not helping our sisters, our black sisters, and, you know, our sisters in India and our sisters over in Asia. We're not helping them when we're, you know, elevating men of color. We're not doing, we're not helping them at all. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Okay. So. so now switching a little bit, we'll come back to feminism spirituality so you talked about what that meant to you what is your background with spirituality and sort of what got you into 
recognition or discovery of your spiritual being? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, I was raised Christian, sort of, kind of, a little. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Okay, so my mom is Pentecostal, and she was, like, super religious, but my dad dad is an atheist, though. That's right. I forgot. So it was kind of, like, mixed messages, and my mom would make me go to church, and I fucking hated it. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was so boring. And I remember thinking, like, I was, like, five, six, seven years old thinking, why are they talking about like giving people money and like helping the poor but like we don't actually do any of that like we talk about like helping people and clothing you know the people who can't clothe themselves and shelter and food but i don't see us doing any of that in fact i see the complete opposite i see a bunch of like bougie assholes (laughs) you know just hoarding all their <laughs> shit and i like my family are just as guilty and i'm like i i can't do this come on and i mean i was a little kid i didn't know the word for it but of it was course. hypocrisy yeah totally like i did but it would turn me off i mean i believed in god as much as i believed in santa claus at three and i will tell you something right now at the age of three i knew that that shit wasn't real because we didn't have a goddamn chimney and it's like how the fuck is he gonna come down <laughs> explain that one to me yeah so yeah i drove my parents insane anyway um Always ask questions. Always ask questions. That's critical thinking yeah. right there. One-on-one. Ask questions. It is. So what got you on the track you are now with spirituality? Oh, well, I mean, like, I, after, you know, I was a kid and all that, I didn't really think much about religion. I thought it was kind of all bullshit. It was like, you know, it was obvious that Christianity hated women. I mean, when the first thing you hear in the Bible is that women are literally to blame for fucking everything, mm. a little bit of a turnoff. Yeah. A little bit of a turn. I'll, I'll jump in real quick and say, just reiterate from my first episode, which is that I basically know jack shit about the Bible. <laughs> so I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you on this one. <laughs> and nothing of value was lost. Yeah. Trust me. Trust um, me. Yeah. A lot so, of hypocrisy in the Bible. Definitely, definitely not my not my forte there. But um, an interesting perspective. We talked, I mused through religion versus spirituality and we've talked about that before you know which is which is always really interesting well i in my opinion i believe that religion is basically just spirituality systemized and used against people yeah absolutely it's used for the benefit of a few structurized and made systemized yeah for the benefit of a few to the detriment of the rest of us yeah and i think actually in in another completely I guess not completely unrelated, but not not for the podcast conversation. You talked about patriarchy and religion. Yeah, as absolutely. Well, which They're is all kind of related to what we're talking about today. Name one religion that isn't patriarchal, and don't say Wicca because that doesn't count. I mean, aren't there goddesses in like Hindu Hinduism? And... Yes, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I am going to talk about Kali later. So okay, cool, <laughs> cool. Um, but yes. However, if you look at Indian society. Sure. Okay, fine. Very, very different. Yeah. Very, it's very, very different. very different. And I mean, things do get interpreted also through the lens of patriarchy. So, I mean, like, if I, here's a good, this is not a spiritual example, but it's an example. So, in archaeology, this happened like recently and it happened years ago. They will find graves with, you know, women and they'll have like, hunting trophies and things like that and they assume everything but this is a woman who was a hunter 
this is a woman oh, who is a warrior. Every, there's a, like, they will do so much in the way of, like, they will put me to shame in gymnastics, that's for damn sure, <laughs> with the mental gymnastics they do to prove anything, anything but the fact that this was a woman who was a hunter or a woman who was a warrior. It's infuriating. Yeah. Like, there is misogyny everywhere. And it's interesting to me that both spirituality and feminism both work in the way that once you see shit, you cannot unsee it. Oh, interesting. Talk a little bit more about that. So in feminism, like once you see certain power structures and you see certain things, such, you, know, you can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. You can't unknow it. I know these things now. Yeah. I see them all the time. Same thing with spirituality. Like once you know something, once you see something, once you really experience something, you can't unknow it. That's totally true. It's it's totally true with everything related to self-discovery as yeah. well. Once you learn a characteristic about yourself. And it's infuriating. Yeah. Because I can't go back. And yeah. I really would like to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to be ignorant again, please. <laughs> oh my god. We don't want that. You'd be so such a different person. I know. That might be nice. <laughs> All right. So let's dig in a little bit. Now that we know about a little bit more about feminism and where Kanda comes from with the feminism and a little bit more about your spirituality. How do you see these coming together? Do you see, where do you see spirituality in feminism? Do you think feminism is spiritual? Like, let's dig into that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I don't think spiritualism and feminism, like, I think that once they can unite, it will be an incredibly powerful force. Now, here's the problem, though. Almost I would say 90%, and I know a lot of feminists, I'm on a lot of social media, I have a lot of connections, I'm in a lot of groups. About 90% of them are atheists. Interesting. I thought that was too, but I actually was reading, doing some research, and I found out recently, most of the suffragettes, back in like the early 1900s, they completely threw religion out. They were so defiant in their activism. They would go around saying they were Satanists. And they were this was back in the early 1900s. Wow. Like these are brave ass women going around saying, "Yeah, I worship Satan." Yeah, you know, like okay. Interesting. Because they were so angry and I don't blame them. I mean, Christianity was, you know, the rule of the land basically. Almost everybody was a Christian here in America and over in Britain and blah blah blah, the western world back then. So what I find interesting is they said, fuck that. This is part of the problem. Christianity, all these laws are coming from the patriarchy that is Christianity. And we can't have that. We can't so. have that. So yep. I'm going to worship Satan. Woo! It's like, bitch, I like your balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is really interesting. And it's also interesting when I was kind of going back to episode one again, I, I looked at the definition of spirituality on Urban Dictionary, and it specifically calls out that you can be atheist, you can be in a religion and be spiritual, because they are two distinct things. Don't ever tell an atheist. <laughs> I know, I'm like, that's, that, that's a future podcast episode for sure. Spirituality with an atheist. So. Oh, oh, you want my husband? I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm taking that, I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> oh, also an astrology episode. I have a lot to say. Okay, awesome. We'll, we'll take that down too. 
Provided you guys want to actually hear about astrology and atheism. I'm, I'm sure you oh, will. Oh, astrology all... and spirituality, not yeah. atheism. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you a lot about astrology and atheism. <laughs> oh, my God. Capricorns are the worst for that. <laughs> I'm calling your asses out. They do, like, as soon as someone says, yeah, I don't believe in astrology, remember? It's like, you're a Capricorn, aren't you? It's like, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. We will definitely have to have to come back to that one. So... What so now we talked a little bit about the history there and the defiance of these women in the early, the early nineteen hundreds yes. related to religion and spirituality. How how has that changed over time? It sounds like it kind it, of it hasn't. hasn't really. It hasn't. Like I would say, like I said, about ninety percent of uh, my feminist comrades, for a better lack of a better term, are atheist. Now, not all of them. Um, I do actually have two close friends that one of them is a Christian. I'm trying to work on her. <laughs> no, I, and when I say I'm not trying to shit on Christianity, like I'm, I'm really not. But there is a lot of problems within the Christian, you know, culture that really, really does need to be addressed. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, so one of them is she's a Christian. She's a wonderful lady. And then there's another one who is probably more like us. Okay. She, she's um, said she feels the call to protect women and the womb. And oh, I, okay. I've actually felt that myself. Like, I really do believe part of one of my, part of the mission that I have here is to help women and children. Very cool. Like, protect them because no one else is doing it. They need protection. Absolutely. So, um, I'm sorry, my ADHD just kicked in. What were we just <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> That's perfect. Yep. So we're also going to do uh, an episode on mental health and oh, hey! spirituality in the future <laughs> so that's that's a so, good so spirituality good... and adhd oh my god that will be a 10-parter because we will never cover all the material girl that's talk about be... one thing it'll end up on another yep that's definitely going to be a good one so just more about you know if you see a lack of religion let's say you see a lack of religion currently in feminism at least and for clarity on this podcast we're really focusing our discussion on feminism in the u.s here that's where we're located right now yes. um, and that's candace experience so we see a lack of organized religion representing itself in feminism currently yes, in, in the state we are now mm -hmm. does that also equate to a lack of spirituality or based on your interpretation of spirituality are you what are you seeing in it's the group definitely a lack of spirituality okay what Absolutely. does that look like um, very secular. I, I, I'm used to it. I mean, I was an engineer for several years. I was also a computer scientist for several years, a systems analyst for several years. I'm used to it. I'm, it's discouraging because here's the reason why I believe that feminism and spirituality actually belong together. Because what are we trying to do within spirituality? What is our goal? I mean, mine is connection. What is our, the overall goal? We talk about it all the time. Evolution, 5D. Transcending. Exactly. How are we going to get there? We get there by becoming better people, by evolving, by growing. Totally. When you connect with spirit, and we both have, how can you not see the humanity in a woman? How can you not? How can you not see the, her humanity? And I do believe that as more people become spiritual, they men and i'm speaking specifically and i okay this is one thing i do want to state not all men there i just gave you obligatory <laughs> now i know not not all y'all are fucking shit but some of you are so 
If, if it don't apply, let it fly. Anyway. Um, but I do believe that as more and more men connect with their divine feminine, they will see the humanity in women. Because a lot, too many men do not see us as fully human. Gotcha. And that's it is the, incredibly painful. That's the gap. Dude, I cry about this shit way more than I should. It is so painful. The dehumanization that I see on a daily basis from way too many men. Way too many. So I do believe that once they can connect, and I believe it, you, men can do better. They can absolutely do mm -hmm. better. Once they connect, they will see us as fully human. They will see us as consciousnesses, just like they are. Absolutely. That's my hope. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you're talking about that, I think about what you talked about earlier related to once you're sort of awakened, once you know about it, you can't really go back, right? Yeah. What, what I hear you saying and what I kind of comes to mind when you talk about this is just like the little things that men or anybody really grew up thinking were normal. Yeah. You know, they don't really know yet. And it's a matter of learning. Yeah. Learning and figuring that out. And one way to do that is through spirituality. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Because, uh, I mean, yes, there's some people who probably don't need spirituality, but I think most of us do. I think. Most oh, of I totally agree with you. I think I think everybody. I, I mean, I'll go ahead and say I think everybody needs I, that. I, but I mean, yeah. I think I, everybody should have it either way. Like, <laughs> I like to give options. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would agree, but I like to give options. Damn. <laughs> but uh, this is the new game right now to see if we can finish this podcast before I down this bottle of wine. That's right. So Kanda <laughs> is drinking a um, social a, lubricant, a bottle of wine here um, during this episode. Like I mentioned, it's the evening. We're relaxed. This is an informal conversation podcast so we're just we're just jumping right, right this in. is drunk her story okay? <laughs> that is a really funny show have you seen that show? yes i love drunk history you kidding that me show. that's I what i was that thinking show. but yeah. i mean like we're talking about feminism yeah. so history okay so i guess when what talking about spirituality because you're a very you are really a very spiritual person in general and when you're in your feminist groups I remember one time you you told me that like all of your your ladies there kind of see you as the spiritual one. Yes. What does that look like to them? What does that mean? How does that represent? I mean, you'd have to ask one of them. I guess. <laughs> but they, I mean, they tolerate it. They listen. Me and my like Christina, she's the Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, we have many, many, many like just discussions about this mm. kind of stuff, and I. I she asked me to explain how we see source and consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I told her, like, this is how I see it. It's like source is like a just, you know, a, a raindrop. And we're just little droplets coming from this larger raindrop. Like, we're just part of it. Like, we're all the same thing. It's, yeah, it's just one and the same. Like, yeah. I, I just really like the, the visualization this gives. Like, if source is the ocean. Yes. And you take a plastic, a clear plastic cup, or it doesn't have to be clear, but... You take a plastic cup and you grab a little bit of ocean water and you put something else in it, a drop of essential oil or a drop of dye or something that sort of distinguishes it from, makes it a little bit unique yes. to source, but it is still made up of the exact same content. Yeah, exactly. The exact same thing. Ex oh, I love that. Yes, exactly. Even yeah. when you put the dye in there. Yeah. Still, 
it's still the same thing and that's i explained was explaining this to her and like it she totally like resonated with it and it's hmm. like this is what i'm talking about like we can all come together it doesn't matter if you're christian if you're jewish if you're hindu it doesn't fucking matter as long as we all see the humanity in each other and that's where the problem lies in with a lot of these religions though is they don't see the humanity right. in women right. they really really they don't see us as human right well and the you know part of right the feminist movement is equality yeah absolutely and if we're all the same yeah the exact same but we're not in different exact. suits you know i mean 90 99 yeah. let's say our consciousnesses right. are the same yeah then equality should be inherent exactly and that's why i really believe that if it's feminism would embrace spirituality could just take it up it a notch. could just take it up a notch and conversely as well i do believe spirituality would very much benefit from feminism and from civil rights in general because y'all want 5d right i mean i know i do yeah so wouldn't it make more sense to improve the life conditions of more people on this planet Absolutely. So that we Absolutely. can, our, our consciousnesses can raise and we can finally escape this hellhole that we're living in because that's what I want Absolutely. very much. So I will fight to the death for it. Absolutely. So I have a, another question based on what you've been saying and, and your involvement in feminism. Mm -hmm. And that's specifically for everyday life, but also in feminism. How do you find the balance? between your feminism the feminist group that you're in the relationship you have with feminism and spirituality and or or is it just one in the same i don't it's just it's hard it's oh okay it's, it's hard. very it's hard really hard because i find that most people in the spiritual community are not exactly open to feminism to or civil rights in period. Interesting. Like, what, what does that look and like? I don't mean like, you know, yourself. Yeah. But, oh, sure. Well, thank you. Know, you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, obviously not you, but no, I mean, okay. I recently, I, I'm in this group um, mm -hmm. and the last meeting I was at, I tried to bring up some of these issues and it didn't go over. It didn't go over. Gotcha, well. gotcha, gotcha. You were in a spiritual group and yeah. you brought up some feminist well, sort of. more of a consciousness group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it didn't really go so well. Interesting. Um, okay. It was a bit of an awkward situation. I don't embarrass easily, so I don't really give a shit, but <laughs> I don't know if they want me back. So. Oh, I can't, it couldn't have been that bad. So I guess uh, an, an interesting question, what is the difference between spirituality and consciousness? When we looked up the definitions in the first episode, conscientiousness appeared in one of the definitions. I think the one well, conscientious is just, you know, being mindful of what you're doing. Conscientious, you know, driver. Yeah, yeah. So when you talk about that, your consciousness. Oh, group, consciousness. Yeah, okay. I just was bringing that up from the definition oh, that I read. But. Consciousness? Well, consciousness is just who we are. You don't have, I mean, it's everybody has a consciousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has a consciousness. You don't necessarily have to be spiritual, though. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, so it was, that's an interesting experience. No, it's, it's really good. It's, it is interesting as we talk about the dynamic that exists, at, at least in your world, right? In your feminist spiritual world, the dynamic that exists between those two different things. I feel very alone. I will tell you that. Interesting. Because my feminists are not exactly spiritual and my spiritual people, I don't have a whole lot of those. 
because I'm kind of new in the spiritual thing. Um, they don't, aside from yourself, you know, um, your husband, obviously, um, they don't seem to be too open to what I have to say. And that's too bad. That is too bad because, because you've I, got I, a lot of interesting shit to say. I that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I absolutely. No, this is just the beginning, girl. So <laughs> I absolutely do. That's their loss. So interesting. What an enlightening evening conversation with Kanda. If you're interested to hear more or the rest of this episode, join us next week for part two. Thank you for joining me on today's spirituality what adventure. Subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. Visit us on Instagram at spirituality.what to interact, tell us what spirituality means to you, and even provide some of your own personal musings. Human on, you phenomenal spiritual beings.